are now listening to Real Talk with Mr. Q, the War Machine. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Real Talk. I'm your host, Mr. Q, the War Machine. Hope you're having a good day. Um, going about your business and forth. Today's podcast is going to be the battle still wages. Came up with this topic this morning on two things. I was on my way to the post office. I'm not going to tell you the whole thing, but dealing with people, our people, and how certain things, how they, how we meet and treat people in public and you see the differences and you be like in line trying to get your business together and so forth and you see a white person in front of you and you see a brother sister at the counter and they talk and everything whatever now you got all your stuff together and this person just come in they move along get the hell on out the way and then you come up and you ask a certain question and they, they give you that kind of, eh, I really don't want to serve you type of look. Or I really don't really want to go the extra mile for you look. And you be like, and you know, you just did it for the white person. What the, what, what's wrong with me? Do I stink? <laughs> you know, did I say something? Do I know you? No. You just, I don't know. And we as black people have a tendency to do that all the time. Not me. Because I try to do as much as possible. But I've ran into a lot of situations dealing with people, black people, and service in certain areas where they don't want to do their job unless I'm white. And that's another problem that we here in the war room has to face that we have to go out here and confront on a daily basis. The battle still wages people. And... Again, if you've been following this podcast and I've been telling you that, hey, if we had to go up against people today, 95% of us would fall flat on our face because it is true. 95% of us will fall because a lot of us don't want to help a lot of us. It's all good when it feels good. But when it's time to start building, start organizing, start saying focus on one particular topic, that's when everything kind of fall apart and if you was here yesterday that I was telling you about the unjust that right there is a battlefield we are still facing unjust laws unjust practices unjust actions against us and some of us still go out about like hey man you know it ain't affecting me it ain't affecting me yeah, it is affecting you it's affecting you and I in a lot of other ways it may be direct or indirect but it's affecting us and a lot of people might be butthurt about what I said I don't give a damn because it's the truth tell truth shame the devil that's what we're here to do tell the truth things are still in are not in our favor it's working against us and we tend to still walk around like okay it's going to get better I was watching this PBS for a brief moment this PBS special yesterday and it was talking about making America great with Trump making a stop here in Ohio and one of their one of the Trump supporters who believed in Trump now having second thoughts 
Because this dude bought a home. He believed that Trump was going to keep his job, save his job. And he dude said, I've lost faith in the president because, hey, I lost my job. And I'm now I got a mortgage. And I'm about to lose everything. Where the job's at? <laughs> I laugh at him because, again, this is what you get for believing in something that is not going to work for you this time. It's not going to work. And a lot of white people are going to fail, too. Oh, in this war, there's going to be a lot of white people falling. But they're going to be, most of them be the foot soldiers because they got to get the people who at the bottom angry enough to do the battling first. And then after they all get cut down, then the top 1% people still be here. You know, the plan. People know it is in effect. So I didn't feel bad for the dude. I, I, he just in my shoe. He in your shoe. He in somebody you know, I know, shoe who lost their job, lost their house, finna lose their house, going through medical problems. Medical bills piling up. Car finna get repo. So what the hell I'm gonna cry about you for? You getting a dose of your own medicine. But again, this is the battle is waging. If you listen to the podcast, I was telling you about the second wave is starting. This is part of the second wave. All this stuff is starting to move slowly and gradually to catch people off guard. And a lot of us are caught sleep. A lot of us are caught sleep. There was a story that was brought to me this morning about a young girl who was taunted in class. She committed suicide. She went home and killed herself because someone was saying racial slurs to her, her classmates. And I feel sad because it reminded me of this other story I did a while back about a young dude who fought his bullies and he went home and he hung himself because he felt he did something wrong. And this is the stuff that we have to deal with two black people that you need to start loving your kids, telling them that, hey, they are special and unique. You don't hear that anymore. What you did was right. You didn't do nothing wrong. You stood up. You, you came and told. We, we dealt with it. You got to give your children that option again. Stop trying to be their friend or stop, just stop, just tolerate, just, hey, you just here and I'm just going to be with you and whatever, whatever, whatever. But that's sad. That little girl killed herself. I forgot the age of her, but you can Google it. Young black chick called nigga, called whatever. And she went home and killed herself. This is part of the warfare black folks have been telling you about with the second wave. And her parents, mostly mom, should have been there. But again, they probably brushed it off, said whatever, it'll get better, which it, it will not, people. This situation is not going to get better. It's going to get worse. And a lot of us are still on the side of doing the work of the white man and the white woman and all the rest of this stuff because, again, we've been programmed to do that shit. And we send our children out here every day thinking that they're going to get a better education and they don't get shit. Children get dumbed down. When they get out of school, they can't barely damn read, write. And if they do go to college, they got to go to a, they, they go to a college to get a degree to only work for somebody to make themselves, to make that person who they working for rich, not themselves, but the other people rich. And you just be an employee, a slave. That's it. That's it. Or especially black boys. 
black boys are being singled out. Have you seen commercials lately? Every time you turn around, it's a black girl. It's never a black boy. It's always a white girl, white boy, and then there's a black girl. Black men, you and I are being pushed out. They're pushing us out into this nonsense. And then all back, sit back to school, you know, at the second, third grade, you don't hear that anymore. You don't have strong black teachers there no more. You don't have the old school teachers, like the grandma teachers there that's like, hey, you need to get up and do. You're better by yourself. Black children don't hear that. White children do, but black kids don't hear that. They don't. You know, I tell my son who's autistic all the time that God made you for a special reason. And one of those reasons here is only be known to him alone. But it's my job as a father to make sure you get whatever it needs to be done. It's my duty to make sure that you succeed. If not, then I fail. You'll fail. And I'm going to pay the price. And I told my son that. I told my son, they're going to call you a nigga. Just get ready for it. I said, don't be worried about what these crackers say up here because most of their parents are going to dumb down and take care of them for the rest of their life. But the system is going to be set for that. You have to work harder despite your handicap or whatever you want to call it or your learning disability because it's not really a handicap. You just learn different. You're going to have to learn to do things above and beyond. Not to please them, but fulfill the destiny that's before you. Because that's what I had to do. And that's what I'm still doing. So you have to do it the same. You don't, you don't hear that from black parents telling their kids that. You send your children to the meat slaughter every day, hoping that they give something better to their school system. They, they dumb your children down. Dumb them down to a point where they can't damn read or write. They don't know anything. Period. I remember this story a while back, a couple of years ago, about this reporter who was on national news. Brother came out and said he was illiterate. Now he went through all school system, boom, boom, college. But the dude was illiterate. He could not read. He couldn't read. And black people, I'm telling you, this is part of the warfare as it is too. The white people are using their kids to attack your kids. The school system is attacking your children. They're not keeping your kids back like they used to to try to penalize them. They're pushing them forward to give them a false sense of hope. So when they graduate, they can sit here and say, there is no racism because look, she, he or she did good in school. But you sit down and you ask your child to read something to you. Listen how they call words out. Listen how the children are not learning basic math skills. Now, my wife and I, we taught our son certain things, and ever since he's been in the public system, all the stuff that my wife and, and I taught this boy has damn near been eradicated, gone. And it's frustrating because my son used to sit here and read better than me. I mean, I, when I was my son's age, I, I'm going to tell you, people, <laughs> I struggle reading. Now I love reading, you know, like it's a second nature to me to a point. But my son, and like, my son used to read, and I used to sit there and listen to my son read at five or six years old, 
perfect. Boom, boom, boom. Saying big words like it was enough. I'm saying like, damn, God is good. I mean, I felt kind of ashamed because like, damn, because I didn't get it. But I'm giving it to my son now. Now I got to turn back around and give it back to him again. Because the, the educational system has robbed him of that. He asked my son something to a point he don't understand to a point. I, and I'm feeling frustrated about that. But we're working it out, people. We're working it out, but I caught it. Well, how many other parents have not caught that? How many times you haven't sat down and you asked your child to read something to you? You knew your child could do it before, and all of a sudden they, they went to another level. Like, what the hell? Who, who is this? What, what the hell is this? Then you go up there and talk to the teacher. The teachers want to blow smoke up your ass because they stupid. It's a propaganda to dumb down your child, black people. It's a, and it's an attack on your kid. Your children should not be going to school unprepared. You shouldn't send your kids that way. So that's why my wife and I, we had to get, tighten the rings and get back on it. To get him back on point. Not for that, not for them, but for him to do what he needs to do. He's getting better and that's good and I thank God for that. But it's, a, it's, it's going, it's just, it's just so quickly how, okay, you put him in school, you basically you, you home train him from one to five to six years old, some of them. And you see your children do good and they like, they telling you certain things. Next thing you know, bam, they go to school all of a sudden, first two, three years in school, they're stupid and dumb. That's part of the propaganda to dumb down your school for them to dumb down your kids. So they feel, they push them out and they sit up here and they fall. I mean, I'm for real. I've caught one of my son's teachers do that. Basically, but well, well, fluttering or puffing up the things and make it seem like one thing. Like I'm looking at this chick like, uh, -uh that. But she ain't there anymore. Like, but they're like, really, you gonna do that shit? Like, yeah, I'm gonna do it because I've been doing it. I've been getting away with it. And black people, you need to stop allowing this to be go on in your schools. Stop it. When you sit down and ask your child what's going on and they like take the time out. You ain't that damn busy. Don't send your children off to fight a battle unprepared. Don't be don't send them out there with no support other than you just fed them breakfast and put some clothes on their back. You give them the knowledge. You let you know that hey it's enemies out there, both black and white that will sit here to sabotage and derail what is intended for you to do. You don't allow that. You do not allow that. It, it is not going to happen in this household. You set that tone, child wouldn't do nothing like it, it just don't make sense to me to have these kids going home, black kids getting taunted, I'm going home and kill myself. Because, I mean, you know, someone said something about me and I'm going to go home and kill myself. Oh, I stood up to my bully, I'm going to go home and kill myself. And for the parents that sit there and do that shit to their kids, you ought to be shamed. It's a shame. It's a tragedy. And it's going to continue to happen as long as people... I mean, like I said, I used to sit here and think that uh, some parents, you know, old people sit here and say this same thing, and I was just sitting there thinking about it, that some people don't deserve to have kids. Some people don't need kids, and that is true. Because everybody can't be good parents. Being a good parent is being a... Being there to fight for your child 
sun up to sun down. And that's it. And have that suspicion. It's nothing wrong black people to have that suspicion because you better. Because this stuff is going on in your school right now. Wherever you are, somebody is doing this to your kid or someone other child deliberately. Lying on people. You could, all the news stories. Teachers letting kids dress up as slaves. Making the kids lay down in the floor. Sending your kids on, off on a, uh, on a summer camp with their school. They up here hanging, up here putting the noose around your child's neck. Down there hanging them. How many times y'all gonna allow this stuff to keep happening? How many times you gonna allow this to keep doing it? Well, you don't give me excuse. Well, what are we gonna send them? Some of them gonna have to teach them from home, and that's it. Well, I gotta go work. Some gotta give. You either gonna sacrifice yourself or you gonna sacrifice your child. Which one is gonna be? See, it's gonna be. It's getting to the point. It's gotten to the point. Where it's going to be some major sacrifices, people. Some major sacrifices. And it's going to get harder before it gets better. It's going to get very hard. And I'm telling you, it, you better wise up to find out, get the, the, the steel spine in, that you deserve or what you need to get up and fight. Stop being a coward. Stop burying your own children. Stop letting your children go out here and bear the blunt. If they fight the good fight, you know how children, when, you know when little kids run off in the field, they always look back at their parent for reassurance. They always look back. They run as far as, far as they can, but they always look back to see if mom and dad is standing there. Your child is running his or her race. They fighting their own little thing. But from time to time, they look back at you to see, do you have my back? Are you going to be there? If I run up on something that's too hard for me. A lot of us let our children fall to the wayside. Because they figure, well, <laughs> I got to work. That ain't my problem. I'm going to go talk to the school. And you know these motherfuckers keep running through this shit time and time again. Blowing smoke up. It's a procedure. No, 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 no. You have common sense, black people, about your children. This is the battlefield. This is a different battlefield, and it's been there, and it's getting on and on. It's going to continue to do this mess. It's going to continue until <laughs> till you start, stop seeing it. All that junk. But we'll, we go to the teacher parent. Most, I'm telling you, these teachers don't care about your kids. I said on this program about a book called The Women of the Klan and how the Klan is going to infiltrate schools, associations, organizations dealing with families and the city council and other government and tell you to go read that book. How many of you fools when they read that book? How many people were smart enough to go get that book and find it or download it? Because it's hard to get that book. Wait, how many people really got that book? Hmm? And it tells you in plain English what they're going to do to you. How they're going to deliberately sabotage your children. There was a te couple of teachers early this year who had a podcast bragging about how they're going to infiltrate the school system to promote white national views. They got caught on damn podcast saying it. But they were saying there was a different view. No, they're telling you. So you, keep, you, you think about that. Your daughter or son come home thinking about killing themselves. 
you think about that. You think about that when you, you go in there and you find them hanging in the closet or they have done something to themselves in the tub and you sit there wondering why this happened in my job. And come to find it, they left a note saying, you know what, I was taunted. But mama, I didn't know where to turn. I came to you, but you was too busy. Or I came to you, my parents, but y'all told me that get over it. It's just kid stuff. Telling you, man, is this is part of the deadly cycle as well. They coming out there, everything's young and old people, and they're not gonna stop. And for the kids to do, like I said again, the mom is the first parent. And for these white kids, wherever she is, like I said, the article's on Instagram. I don't have it in front of me. I just came off the, you know, just heard a few things about it. I just want to talk about it because it's true, people. This is part of the warfare. This is part of what you and I face. This ain't no, jank, no joke, jingy jack, jet think, uh, yeah, that ain't none of that. This, this is real. A lot of y'all, I still think that this is some slapstick crap. Y'all gonna laugh your way out of it. This is not that type of deal. You ought to be thinking about that. You should. On all things. Like I said, that's why I always say at the end of my show, be vigilant. You know why I say that? That means, like my old teachers tell me, listen with your ears and look with your eyes and keep your mouth closed. You might learn something. Always be looking. Because somebody or saying or doing something that you know that's not right and it may affect you or it may affect someone that you know if you care about it because I know some folks that just have that nigga just got it it's done and I and I understand that because there's some people in the community need to get some street justice some of them not all but some but for the most part be safe I'm, I'm not saying it to be scared I'm telling you just be safe think about your kids don't send your children up here to fight something and they fight, but you just, you're not there to support them. Don't do that. Because again, these little white kids that taunted this little black girl learned that somehow and they learned it from their home, from, from their mom or dad and their whole damn family. They just didn't pick that up off of them a rap video or rap song. They, it has been taught and embedded in their ass. So don't fall for that garbage. Wait, it must, they must have picked up on some rap. Must have picked it up on some TV show. No, this is deeper than that. I told you, go get that book. I, when I read that book, blew my whole damn mind. Man, you talking about, man, being stupid. I learned something. That's why, again, like I said, me and my wife were getting back into doing stuff with my son to get him back on point. In my head, my son was fluent German. Seriously. Boy, sit here and talk German like what? I had to go look it up. Like, hold up, what the fuck? <laughs> now I knew a little bit because my wife, being a military brat, was in the service, so I knew a little bit. But he was saying stuff to me like, "Wait a minute, you, you saying that? What do you say?" Oh, dad, I said such and such such. That made me feel proud as a father. I mean, like, damn, I think my son doing that. Damn. You know what I'm saying, people? That's the reason why they tear us down because they don't want us to feel proud about anything. They want us to be in misery. Let's show them that we can, hey, you you got a worthy opponent. Don't let your kids go out here and, and be a sabotage and attack. <coughs> Excuse me. Don't. 
Don't you sit back idly by and say you didn't have, you couldn't do nothing. That's a coward way. Love your kids and go out here and do stuff for them. Because like I said, you, if you don't, then don't have them. Just don't have kids. Don't bring life into this world, black life, <clears throat> just to suffer, man. Hey, you you want to be that selfish? Stay on your own. I don't, you know, like I said, I I couldn't go to sleep knowing that my child killed themselves over something that I I wasn't there to tell them, hey, baby, it's okay. Hey, you know, champ, you know, fuck that. You know, you're gonna get over that shit. We're gonna we're gonna work this out. Kids need to hear that. Now it's like these kids now are so fragile. They, it's like something saying that it's the best way to do is just to kill yourself instantly. Hell, we had to <laughs> had to carry the weight. But these kids now they taking the easy way out, and that's and it's scary. It's very scary. So black people, black folks, family, think about it. Ask your children how the day is in their life. Take time out. Say, hey, what you do? What you learned today? How is your day in school? And they give you a word, force them. Find out about themselves. You heard me on this time and time again. Hey, go to the damn phone. If you got phones, go to the phone company and get a monitoring system on your child's phone to find out what's going on. If they ain't talking, they talking on their phone. Find out. Don't stop being one of those doofus-ass parents. We didn't know what was going on. It just happened. No. You just didn't go the extra mile. You didn't you didn't put in the work. You just figure what hell, it's just kids being kids. No, you and I know what kids being kids were. Our parents are so goddamn nosy. Like, what is your problem? But you know what? I thank God for them being that nosy because again, some people got saved. Some people got a, got out of certain situations that otherwise they would sit there and say, Well, hell, F it, you'll figure it out. And then you be figuring out and they ass ain't here no more. Like, well, you know, they weren't strong enough. You hear people say, you know, the only the strongest vibe, all that old foolishness. No, don't leave things to chance with your child. So, again, I'm gonna end this podcast. I just, you know, that's my take on it. You know, what do you think about it? But, you know, this is this war is hell, man. War is hell, and it's hitting on all fronts, people. Young and old are getting it too. That's why I say be vigilant. You know people that's living alone. You stuff. Be more extra sensitive to your family, to your neighbors. You if you like them, your black neighbors, black people. If not, they did some assholes and hell. They 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 part of that ninety five percent of people gonna fall. But if they been good to you, decent people, and they don't have people coming to see about go over there and knock on the hey Mr. Smith, what's going on? How you doing? You need anything? You know, I ain't seen a couple of days. You know, you know, how such and such and such? You know, just strike up the conversation. Because you know they've been nice and kind to you. Do the same to them. Or you, like I said, you, you have your child, hey, baby, well, how was school today? You know your child's moods. You know when they up, when they down. And don't tell me, well, they're just a teenager thing. No, parents, you know your child from the day they was born. What makes them smile and what makes them not? They haven't changed. It just, it just spread it out a little bit, and you're going to spread your net just a little wider to figure out to feel like, oh, you know, she having a bad day. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give her a minute. I'm gonna go in there and talk to her, or you know what he, you know, he got gave him a little attitude, a slide with that. I'm gonna go in there and check his ass. You know, find out what's going on. Better get back to those old ways, people. Start doing that. 
Because if not, you're going to see a lot more of this stuff going on. A lot of it. And it's going to continue. Stop being stupid. Stop being so gullible. Thinking so trustworthy. Don't. Be suspicious. You know, I'm going to end with this. And this, I'm going to end with this saying. Uh, the former chairman of IBM, I forgot the dude's name, but he was a Jewish guy. Uh, they asked him, why was your company, and why, so, why you so, uh, your company was so successful under you and other previous IBM chairman and stuff? He said, because I'm always suspicious. He just passed about a year or two ago. But he said, I always was suspicious of my competition. I always wanted to know what they was doing. I always wanted to be on alert for any trends that was going on. He said, my wife always told me to calm down, but I was always on something, and it always paid off. Now, what are you going to take from that, black people? Are you going to keep muddling around here, hoping and praying? Are you going to keep thinking that, well, it ain't going to happen to me? Or are you going to take my advice and say, be vigilant? Be aware of your surroundings. Care for those who care for you. F those who ain't got nothing for you. Because it's, it's, it's gotten to that point. It's continued to move forward. Whether you want it to or not, it is moving forward. And it's taking young and old with it. So I just want to say thank you for your support. Thank you for coming in the War Room again for another episode of Real Talk with Mr. Q, the War Machine. I'm your host. Again, be vigilant. Be safe. I'm out. are now listening to Real Talk with Mr. Q, the War Machine.